I'm now speaking with Scott Service, who's part of the team at Loomis Sales that manages the investment-grade corporate bond fund. I'm speaking to Scott down the line to a recording studio in Boston. Scott, hello to you. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, Scott, I wanted to start by talking about the current investment environment for uh, investment-grade credit. Obviously, the market is probably a bit more focused on riskier assets, I think it could be argued at this time. So how do you perceive investment opportunities in investment-grade? Yeah, it's been a dramatic change in the market over the past year or so. If you think back to February of 2016, we were in a markedly different environment. We had a deflationary scare across the globe led by China. Uh, We had risk assets selling off, oil prices, commodity prices declining. And now we're in a position where we're seeing global growth improving. Credit spreads are, are markedly tighter from where we were just 6, 12 months ago. Much more challenging environment on the political front as well, uh, whether it's Le Pen in France or what's going on here with President Trump and new policies coming down the line. So there's a lot to think about. I personally think that we're in the mode of growth uh, across global markets, and some of these policies coming across in the United States could be really good for risk assets down the line. That being said, I think it will not be a straight line. I think there'll be some bumps in the road. We've seen volatility quite low recently. Uh, We've pared back a little bit of risk, and we're waiting for some of those bumps in the road to happen to add back risk to the portfolios. And in terms of the the growth that you talk about, Scott, one of the aspects of that is inflation returning to the the global economy. This is a a change in a 35-year downtrend in in inflation. Do you perceive that, particularly for the investment-grade market, as being, on balance, a good thing? I do. I think I think it's a positive thing. Uh, deflation is is not good for uh, equities. It's 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 not good in the material amounts for bonds as well. So some normal level inflation, I believe, is good for the investment markets. Clearly, if we run a little too hot in terms of inflation, you run the risk of central banks around the world materially reducing the liquidity that they've pumped into markets. So we're seeing the U.S. Fed start to raise rates here because of higher inflation and better economic growth. Uh, The concern for corporate credit markets is that they raise too aggressively and basically push the economy into a recession a year or two years down the road if if the economy is not ready for materially higher rates. And we're seeing the same thing uh, in the UK as well. I, I, I would say that the economy has done better than expected since the Brexit vote. Consumer demand has held up. We are seeing inflation run a little higher than what people uh, expected uh, in the UK. I think it's because of the declining pound as well as the base effects from oil. By no means will the BOE be in a position to raise rates given the the two-year time frame here to negotiate Brexit. Uh, It's something to watch, but I think a normal level of inflation uh, is a good thing for markets. So do you see opportunities being created by a rate-rising cycle in, in in the US, but maybe less so in the UK, given given what you've just described? I think in, in the U.S., what, what's what's occurring uh, in the bond markets is we're turning into a normal credit cycle. And what I mean is when you withdraw uh, the impacts of stimulus that we've seen over the past few years, you turn into a normal rate hiking cycle that is, is purely based on economic growth. So in my view, I think we have another year or two before the Fed rate hikes move us more towards slower growth and recessionary type conditions. As a result, we're keeping yield in the portfolio. 
Uh, we don't see, uh, we see profits improving across uh, the equity landscape in the U.S. So until we get to a point where the Fed is raising too aggressively, we think that's when it turns over the economic and the credit cycle. But we think we're a ways away from that uh, presently in the U.K., clearly uh, in a different position with this Brexit negotiation going on, despite the fact that the economy uh, has then done a little bit better than expected. I think there could be some volatility going forward uh, as these negotiations unfold. We'll see what the impacts are of a weaker pound and inflation are on the consumer demand. That's what's held up the economy over there. But again, we can talk more about Brexit, but I think it will be uh, volatility will create opportunities in the market. I, I feel that both sides have a lot to lose if Brexit negotiations go poorly. Uh, as a result, uh, over a two, three-year time frame, I expect it to be somewhat smooth in the end. Uh, so that allows for potential opportunities in the meantime. So you and your colleagues will be taking advantage of the opportunity that's created by uh, what I think you described as, as bumps in the road along the way as the negotiation ensues? Clearly. Of course, we'll have to watch every headline that comes out on how the negotiations are proceeding. Presently, it seems like the EU is stuck on the 60 billion euro uh, Brexit bill that they believe that the UK owes to the EU, whereas the UK would like to negotiate both uh, the exit and the, the various trade agreements at the same time. So we'll see how that unfolds in our view. We don't feel that the 60 billion is, a, is an unworkable number. If you think about UK GDP running about two trillion or so, 60 billion paid out over a number of years uh, for past commitments does not seem like a big deal. I think it's a big headline. I don't think in practice it's a deal breaker or a big deal. Uh, and then on the trade front, if you have the UK, half of their exports go to the EU, but in, in the reverse fashion, about 15% or so of EU exports go to the UK, which is their biggest trade partner. Both parties have a lot to lose. Uh, I think a lot of what we're seeing now is posturing and headli headlines for negotiation. Uh, but in the end, I think that the players will be rational. And so those headlines and, and, the, uh, and the, the ultimate rationality of the players will mean that the opportunities for, for you and your colleagues to take advantage of, of companies um, growing in that environment where corporate spreads are attractive is a good one. Absolutely. I think the, the banking space in particular, the big UK banks dominant global players. They clearly sell off when there are concerns in the market about, about the, these Brexit negotiations, uh, but they're big multinational uh, global players that have the wherewithal to navigate these, these choppy waters and certain uh, securities within their capital structure offer uh, significant opportunity uh, when volatility arises. So, Scott, help me understand uh, what type of opportunities you may be able to take advantage of in these environments. Well, the banks specifically uh, come to light. Uh, we're very favorable uh, on the banking landscape in both uh, the U.S. and Europe, and in particular, subordinated debt of both French and, and U.K. banks uh, are very attractive. They're below senior in the capital structure uh, of the banking uh, space, but these bonds offer significant yield advantage over both industrials uh, and senior bank paper. 
Uh, and with the onset of higher yields across the globe, that's actually very beneficial for, for banks. Uh, if you think about how banks make money by lending, uh, higher rates is, is actually quite favorable. Various policies coming out of the Trump administration regarding regulatory rollback could be quite beneficial for banks. And this potential ECB taper of buying both government and corporate bonds also could be favorable for banks in the sense that the banks were never part of the program. So they won't experience sell-off such as uh, industrials may as the ECB backs off from buying corporate bonds. And lastly, I guess the litigation, every time you open up the newspaper over the past two years, there's been significant amounts of litigation re related to mortgage selling or LIBOR fixing probes or even the whole PPI, that payment protection insurance scandal across the UK. All of that has uh, receded uh, by quite amounts. Uh, so a, a lot of these things are quite positive for the banking space. Scott, that's been really interesting. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.